Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. Today we welcome a very special guest. He is a content creator and business owner from Chicago, Illinois. Jordan created a company called Stayamo, which is a marketplace that pairs vacation rentals with creators from all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jordan. Wow. Welcome to the show, my boy. Thank you. Uh Awesome to be here. This production level is amazing. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, song on the phone, you know? <laughs> It'll be edited in later. That's, that's, just, what, yeah. that's what I figured. Yeah, yeah. a placeholder. I, I know you've been on a few pods recently. How does our production stack up? Uh, this is the first like in-person one. So okay. yeah, the, I felt the nerves happening a bit more because okay. it's like, damn, I, the, you get the energy of it all. But this is this is awesome. Fire. We right. should play a pump up song. Actually, we kind of forgot this time. Yeah, oh. We forgot to get fired up, but, but I'm I'm, fired I'm pretty up. juiced up already, yeah. and I need you to start us off strong today with a <laughs> good one handed crack. Cool. Oh, yeah. and there's That's only it. two. There's two rules: pick it up off the table and mm-hmm. one hand, and that is all it takes. And okay. Denting, take us. Take us away. Gets a deduction. Yeah, just don't, try don't not dent. to dent it because then it'll take it away, Jordan. Okay. Difficulty level seven. No way. No way. No way. I don't know what to say about this. One hand, it's cracked. No dents. <laughs> <laughs> Did you dent never it? spin it around? Seen. Spin it around. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to say. Can I set it down and show you guys? Nine what one. Is this? Nine yeah. one. Wow. <laughs> Nine one. High score ever heard. That was like Belichick's approach to cracking this thing. Dude. Are you kidding me? No, he told us before the pod started. He goes, "I got a different way to open it." And I was like, "Dude, he's gonna do something he's stupid. Gonna try to do, like, and it's not gonna work. Like yeah, and thing. it's gonna be a zero. I'm wildly impressed. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking. He's like, I knew that would fucking work. Wow. Dude, that was incredible, man. Wow. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Wow. I'm, now I'm really hyped. <laughs> Start us off with a 9 1. That's amazing. I'm so hyped. Well, good wow. stuff. Oh, my God. We have we've a lot only, of stuff oh, we've to talk only about. ever had one 9. Yeah, you're the yeah. second 9 that we've ever given out. 9s are tough to and give out. And the other one was just a flawless execution. Yeah, yeah that was really a whole different level. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like, a style okay. point. You know, yeah. you, get, you get some points for style and for risk factor. High difficulty level. Yeah, that adds stuff into it. It's like the Olympics. So, have you opened, you went to college, I assume. I can tell. I did. Yeah. And you've opened cans like that before, it would seem? Yeah. So uh, for the listeners out there, if you also bite your nails, you sometimes struggle being able to open oh. up certain cans. And so to give you a little head start. Because well, you got the teeth strength from biting your nails. Exactly. So you can, yeah. <laughs> yes, That's exactly. where you're going it, with that. It, the, the hook around with your teeth. <laughs> right. Really you have great teeth, though, by the Thank way. You, you got to be careful. Not yeah, to be careful. Know. Seriously. Thank you. You guys all do, actually. <laughs> yeah. a great it's, a great, it's a great teeth yeah. podcast over here. <laughs> we all have braces. Where did you, where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to Mizzou. Oh, okay. Nice. Uh, yeah, University oh, of Missouri. Party. Yeah, it's a good time. We were. I was there when it was still the Big Twelve, so that's like mm. aging me a little bit. But mm. um, yeah, I went out there for their journalism school and um, did more of like the communication side in terms of um, field production of uh, documentaries and all that kind of stuff. It was way more hands on than the journalism school was. Very much of like classic. Uh, like journalism law mm. and stuff like that. And oh. I'm like, I don't care to do mm. that. Like, let me create stuff. And so mm. that's where the communication school really like uh, led its hand for me. Were you making stuff in college or did, when did you kind of pick up the camera? Cause we went and we've checked out your mm-hmm. socials. Mm-hmm. You're, you're big on social media. Mm-hmm. You've been posting a lot of stuff on TikTok, a lot of stuff on Instagram. So when did this kind of love for content, you know, kind of jump into your life? Uh, I'd say it started all the way back in high school, actually. Okay. Um, a soft, as a sophomore, I took a TV communications class, and that was the first time I got my hands on a camera as well as, like, an editing software. Mm-hmm. And so being able to get that at such an early age, just those editing softwares make sense in my head. So I've always been able to create and do that kind of stuff. And so junior and senior year of high school, I had an independent study that was doing, like, a sports broadcasting, like, being on... A, on ESPN as like an anchor was the dream for me from middle school and mm. high school. So to, to, to work towards that was definitely a big focus. And so that's where it all like kind of started for me. So then going off that, like how did you grow your Instagram? When did you like get into that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's like, uh, eight years into my career at that point. Um, oh, really? so, so yeah, in 2016, I was head of digital media at a production company 
and uh, I set out a goal to adventure out of LA once a month. And this is when um, vlogging was really big. So like mm. Casey Neistat's mm. popping off. I'm watching a lot of like Good Mythical Morning and mm. all that kind of stuff and being like, yo, YouTube is like a thing and I wanna travel mm. more. I just could not be in an office anymore. I was finally at a job where my boss was great, like the opportunities were amazing, but I still just wasn't happy. And mm. you kind of need to leave LA mm. like to totally. enjoy LA and, sure. and do all that. And so that was a big focus for me. And at the end, so at least once a month, I was creating these these vlogs and telling a story. And I started to do more and more as I got more and more comfortable with it. And then in December of that year, um, two little dots ran across my like the highway as I was going up to the Grand Canyon. I was going from Sedona, Arizona, up to Page, Arizona, where mm-hmm. Horseshoe Band and Elf Canyon, the whole like Instagram thing was popping mm-hmm. off then. And so because I'm documenting and telling the story, I had this whole scripted out like, I set out this goal to do this and here it is. It was this perfect storm because I had my camera sitting in my front seat. And so I pulled over and grabbed my camera and was like, you will not believe what I'm like coming across right now. And because I had a year's worth of practice, dedicated storytelling Mm. to vlogging and all that, I had all this footage and put it together and a bunch of like the Dodo and all these other blogs picked it up and just went like insanely viral from there. No way. And how old were you? I was 29 at the time. Wow. Yeah. So you've been making stuff for a minute. Yeah. So, I mean, we can go back to like right post-college of like- I'd like to. I'd like to. Yeah. Go. So you graduate college, Mm -hmm. you switch into the journalism degree, Mm -hmm. and do you get a regular job out of school or are you telling yourself that all- Because you're a founder. You know, Jordan's a founder. Mm -hmm. And and we know founders operate and how they work, you know? Mm -hmm. So were you like, I don't want to go into corporate America or were you like, maybe I test this out? Yeah, so my parents are a bit like antiquated in the like, you get that safe job, you do that, mm-hmm. you know, and the more that I think about it, I was like, man, you know, YouTube was just starting when I get, I graduated high school in 2005. And obviously like for me to graduate high school in 2005 and be like, I'm going to be a YouTuber is just like <laughs> crazy. The timeline right. is not yeah, a thing right. that doesn't actually exist then. So um, I, I just wish I like leaned into it maybe a little bit more at that time. But uh, I moved to LA for six months, slept on my brother's couch. I was actually only supposed to do it for four months thinking I wanted to be an editor at like a commercial, mm-hmm. like he was in advertising. And so, so much of my life, it was like, my brother is doing this. I should go do that. Yeah. And as opposed to like really taking my own independence on it. Um, but through my connections from Missouri and all that kind of stuff, I got a production assistant job at ESPN um, about eight months after graduating college um, and that their headquarters are in Bristol, Connecticut. So once I got that call, like two weeks later, packed up my car, moved to Connecticut and was there for two and a half years. Did you? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say at this point, were you still focused on wanting to become an anchor on ESPN? It it was something along those lines of like sports is awesome. I love sports, all that kind of stuff. And here I am at 23 getting my dream job, you know, Mm. And, and I remember calling my cousin like, you know, probably like four or five months into the job being like, I can't peak here. Like being 23, getting my dream job, I have bigger fish to fry. I can't just be like, made it, cool. Because when you fir- when I first moved to Connecticut and I'm getting introduced to all these other production assistants, and it's like, how long have you been here? I've been here three years. I've been here five years. And I'm like, we're starting and we're at the same spot. Like right. I, I cannot be a production assistant five years yeah, from now, right. let alone three years from now. Right. Like, yeah. Not a chance. Also, wanting to become a sports anchor, like mm-hmm. that is a grind. There's mm-hmm. only a handful of like Stephen A's mm-hmm. out there, right? Sure. And when you're first starting out, it's not like you're covering game seven of the NBA finals. Right. You're covering yeah. like that random high school or college mm-hmm. game for division three. Right. And yeah. you really have to work your way up. Exactly. It's such a different way of working your way up of you have to be in middle America in mm-hmm. Wichita, Kansas, calling that high school right. game. But then you get to go to Wichita State and get the Shockers, yeah. which are mm-hmm. happen to be a good basketball right. team every now and like it's such a slow, small grind for that. That yeah, I, I learned pretty quickly, especially like the first year that I was at ESPN is just like I cannot go another day talking about the Cowboys and it's not even the NFL season right now. Mm. Like, or like just that daily grind of like, Hey, it's a Wednesday. We got to figure out what to do. And I'm just like, 
there's so many other stories we can right, tell. Let's right. have fun with this. Just, like, just throw LeBron versus right, MJ in right. there. How many times can yeah, we have that debate? Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, and now because I'm so into it and I'm now such a casual sports fan because I got so burnt out from it, you know, I'm still aware I follow those accounts. But when you see it where it's like LeBron, MJ or so-and-so said this and it's like, oh, right, it is a Wednesday. They have mm. nothing. To, and I'm sure you yeah, know with yeah, it too, with like crazy. season or out of season. When you're at ESPN, mm-hmm. this is before socials really picked up, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, this is what? 2006 2010 so i graduated high school in 2005 graduated college 2009 yeah so it's just it's just barely starting instagram had just 2010 correct yeah so like end of 2010 i remember at when i was there like my friend was posting instagram and i'm like what is this like yeah i want i want to put filters all over my photos like you know and it was twitter was kind of like just people were Mm -hmm. figuring out what it was and and then facebook was like the end-all be-all social media platform Mm -hmm. and that was kind and like i guess youtube was like kind of there but like not kind of but like espn was definitely not tapping into that by any means did they even have an instagram eventually they did so so like i was telling you guys a little off air so i so what got me onto the social team and i was uh the first social like bring on to the team that they were creating so like i like to say i was like the first social media hire at espn this was early on is that I was photoshopping athletes into like movie posters and doing certain mm-hmm. things like that and sending it to like Sports Nation producers, first take producers, wow. and just being like, I don't know where this lives, but people are going to love this. Right. Like, you know, like doing Star Wars and having it be like, this is when LeBron was in Miami and then having like Kobe reigning. And like, mm. I have these photos where it's just like, People will just like, it's just pop right. culture with sports. Mm-hmm. It right. just makes sense. People will consume so, this stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so they brought me onto the team and the first project, they're like, okay, pitch us ideas right now. And I'm like in this room with like these execs. And so mm-hmm. this was when the AT&T commercials were like, how fast can it be? This fast, this oh, fast, you right. know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. And so I pitched, and this is during Lynn's Sanity. Also. Right. Like right. I'm like dating myself so much. No. Like, <laughs> Lynn's Sanity was sick. Like I was working on first take during like the Tebow stuff when yeah. Skip yeah. really popped popped off and, mm. and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, so we we did a mock commercial of that and then social started like being like way, and this is when Sports Nation was really starting to take off and being that social media hand to that. And so being like in the realms of that learning and like somewhat breaking, I don't want to say we were breaking the internet. We were just like breaking what, like how to engage with your audience that way. That's so interesting that you saw it from like the inception of like totally. not, not having social and then working at one of the biggest networks in the entire world and being like, yo kid, wh- like what do you got for us? Like right. what kind of ideas? Like that is so crazy. Mm-hmm. So like with your time at ESPN, how long were you at ESPN? Uh, a little over two years. Okay. Right. And how did you see the content change from like the inception of when you were brought on mm-hmm. initially to like where you saw it when you ended up leaving? Yeah, it was, there was a lot happening of just like, you could get a lot of feedback from your audience or there was a lot, a lot of directness. Like at that time still, it was very much of like memeing with impact font, like literally the mm-hmm. font impact, mm-hmm. like that's the time frame of what it Got was. It. And so it's like dunking on LeBron that he like couldn't finish in the fourth quarter. Like it was just like taking what Skip Bayless was saying right. or doing certain things like that. So it was just building that foundation over time. So granted it was only another like year that I was there doing social. So like it wasn't that big of a change, but seeing where it's at now obviously is like a whole 180. Yeah. hundred percent. And so, okay, you're at ESPN for two years mm-hmm. after those two years are up. Are you just like, I'm kind of sick of this. I want to try something else. Um, yeah, so uh, there was a lot of things. So I was getting a lot of FOMO of um, seeing, uh, once again, Facebook was the thing and mm-hmm. like people photo dumping of being like out in Chicago, out in New York, and I'm in the middle of Connecticut and my work opportunities are amazing, but I'm 24, 25 at the time, 24-ish when this is really hitting where I'm like, I can't wake up and be 30 again being mm-hmm. like, great, I live in the middle of Connecticut and my job's awesome, but like, what life experience do I have to really show for that? And and so like sports just started to be a little bit like not as important to me mm. and realizing that because there are people there that are like, you see just die hard people. Right. It's just like, I don't even do fantasy football anymore. I don't mm. like, I watch a game when I want to, like all that kind of stuff. And so it, it just started to become a little bit of a toxic place for me. And I was just like, I need a better work-life balance. And so I started looking at jobs via cities and just being like worried about I'll figure it out from there like I just need a better city and it got me and I ended up getting a great job I came to LA um, in 2012 to run social for the NFL 
Nice. How did the how did the NFL at that time? What did social even look like for them? Or was it just Instagram and Facebook? I launched the Instagram for the NFL. That's wild. Um, That's they didn't. Crazy. They, I don't. I don't even at think, NFL. That's yeah, insane. like leading into the 2012 season, 12 13 season. Um, so they didn't even have that, and it was just like kind of educating and building that foundation of like here's how like end of score graphics should be, which mm. they still use to like implementing these foundations mm. that they've obviously evolved over time. But mm. like, this is how you run your social. This is how you do it. And, and, and seeing it that way. Yeah. Was the at NFL domain or you or like Instagram handle available? Like, or yeah, did we someone... didn't, we didn't have any, issue, which is surprising that, that is we surprising. didn't have an issue. I, I would have thought someone would have gotten it <laughs> yeah. and you had to like bid war It's like for the it. same as like when the internet first came about <laughs> right. and you're just getting all these www dot whatever <laughs> well, domain right. names. Right. Well, didn't that one guy buy like yeah. MiamiDolphins.com or something and like made like a shit ton of money or whatever? Yeah. Or the guy that did, um, I think it was XYZ ABC or like, and then Google mm. want, like started this co- like branch oh, and they were like, right. oh, we need this and paid him like That's 500 so grand crazy. or something. Like that, Dude, it's incredible. Why can't that happen to me? <laughs> it's just like forward thinking, I guess. Right. It's just yeah. like I don't got that. Out. Yeah. So, were you kind of are you kind of nice at Photoshop if you're making these graphics at ESPN and then also doing it at? I am NFL? now. Okay. Yeah, like I mean, yeah. looking. I, I think, and you guys can be a testament to this too is just like looking back at your original work mm-hmm. and like looking at it now you're just like oof that was oh, a little yeah. rough around Absolutely. the edges sure. but also back at that time like also looking at movies back in like late 80s early 90s and you're like the audience just bought this huge plot <laughs> oh like <laughs> we're, we just were you know we're like yeah. these graphics are like, like we're just cool with that right. like yeah. like the cgi and spy kids <laughs> yeah 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 i love that movie like, yeah. me too don't, don't you talk about yeah, Junie like that you know the kid is um married to megan trainer i saw that what? i saw, I and saw has a that kid, yeah yeah good, Junie. Him, good old Junie. he was the rock star oh, of that generation that yeah he really was dude it's so funny. yeah so i don't know if you guys do that as well or like watching oh, like seinfeld or friends where it's like this whole shot is out of focus like right. what are we doing right right um so so yeah like I, I was definitely on the front end of doing that and had very baseline skills which i taught myself how to do the photoshop but yeah i mean i definitely feel really proud of it and still today like like think that that work like putting pop culture in with anything like all of our there's no such thing as you know the way that in high school movies it's like they're the nerds they're this i feel like we're all just blended together like nerd culture like anime like being good at sport like you can be all of that Mm -hmm. it does you don't have to be segregated Mm -hmm. being that you're at this major network at nfl but you're doing social are your parents still a little bit skeptic about like you have this great mm-hmm. quote unquote corporate job, but you're doing something that maybe at the time is still seen as like a fad or like is social media going to still be around? They're okay with it because I'm, I have that backing of that. So if like social media yeah. goes away that they would find me another job in sure. the corporate. Well, granted, every time I would come home for a holiday, I'd have to re-explain what I totally. do. So but funny. <laughs> it's so weird yeah. to think about. So and then also going off of that, now being that you're in a major city how was that mentally for you coming from a smaller Mm. town to being like did opportunities feel just like uh more available and like did you feel more creative being in a major city a hundred percent like there was leaving la is actually the hardest part it's Mm. like going to connecticut for la it was like how fast how soon can i start this job you know obviously it was like let me take some time off to drive cross country and do all that kind of stuff but yeah it was great my brother was living here at the time i had a couple like hometown friends that were living out here so i had this you know and also la is like one of those cities that it usually takes like a year and a half to like Mm. find your people but for me i moved here and like had people and so that was like such an adjustment of like amazingness and so yeah it was really great and also going from the east coast to the west coast where games finish at 8 30 as opposed to start at 8 30 so like i'm done with work i did everything like the game's over i can now go grab a beer with some friends Mm -hmm. or go out yeah so like it, it just provides yourself so much more flexibility where in la were you living uh i first moved to hermosa beach okay nice that's right yeah yeah, yeah. So that was great. Like to move from middle of Connecticut to having like a porch that looked at the ocean. <laughs> yeah, is not bad. Game I love changer. Hermosa, dude. Yeah. After after you're at the NFL, mm-hmm. what made you decide to ultimately leave? 
Um, so that was actually just a contracted okay. uh, experience. And um, I was looking to expand and be a little bit less about mm-hmm. sports. Like I wanted my Sundays back a little bit. Um, and so I had a friend who worked at this, um, I don't even like, I guess like a Facebook ads marketing agency, something along those lines. And um, they had a creative social spot open to run social for Insomniac, the music oh, festival. Yeah. yeah. So what year is that? That's 2013. So that's like peak EDM. Oh, dude, Progressive like, House is like, like yeah. in it's prime. Yeah, like Avicii yeah. is, yeah. you know, running full steam ahead. Swedish House Mafia, like all that kind of stuff. Dylan Francis is coming into his own, like all this kind of stuff. And I was so into that music, so into that scene. Yeah. And I wanted to find a way to bridge that gap a little bit more of doing social, but also like IRL stuff. Like mm-hmm. how can we do live event stuff, mm-hmm. being creative on social that's like, creating FOMO of like, you should come to this, you're, you're missing out Mm -hmm. by not being at this show, this (laughs) festival. You're like, I dealt with too much FOMO. Now I'm going to fucking create it. Yes. (laughs) Literally. Fuck y'all. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that was, that was super cool. Like, and I, I remember my brother is super analytical with stuff. He actually started a company called Cave Day, shout out Cave Day, um, where it's all about, um, focused work. And so he was always like making lists and like, spreadsheets of stuff and i remember i did a a map where i think like 15 or 20 percent of my time spent that year was like seeing live music amazing Uh, like i did the map all that kind of stuff where i was like this is really cool like you know this is when infographics are really cool too and just like how can i showcase that and plus if you're working for insomniac and getting to go for work to these live Mm -hmm. events you're getting all access yes how fucking sick yeah Getting was, to meet all the artists. It was sure. great. It was super cool and, and definitely uh, a unique experience. And so, yeah, that that's where that transition took place. And then um, after the festival season, um, there was a little gap. Uh, I, I, it didn't end great. And listen, for everyone listening out there, like, truthfully, I got fired. And it's okay to get fired from your job. Like, you know, I've yeah, been talking to absolutely. a lot of friends who get fired from, like, it just didn't work out. It wasn't a right fit. Mm-hmm. Like they're literally running with it and they, like no shade on Insomniac. I think they're amazing. The festivals that they do are top tier. Um, and I think the craziness leads into that, but it's a little bit of like a chicken with its head cut off and everyone's mm-hmm. doing that, but shout out to them. They get shit done. It didn't work. Well. Like it wasn't a fit and that happens. But mm-hmm. important message, you can get fired and it's okay. It's not the end of the yeah. world. I remember I watched my dad get fired once. And I, he was like, I was like the only time I've ever seen him cry. And I, even then I was like, dad, you're going to find a fucking another job, dude. He did eventually. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's a good message to have to know. Yeah. You know? 100%. Just, it, it's okay. Especially like leaving on terms of where it's like, it's just not a fit and that's okay. Right. And it just like, you know, it wasn't like any, yeah. Did you start vlogging and doing all those things on social then after you left oh, that job? Have. I should have. Oh, I know. I'm so mad. So I, I got a, another freelance job running um, social media for Pepsi during okay. the World Cup. That was 2014 summer. Um, that was the worst working experience I've ever had in my life. Oh, no. um, and so that was bad. Um, got fired from that one, too. It was like a three or four month contract. And like two months in, it was just like, hey, this just isn't working out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like. You're right. I, <laughs> I agree. Thank you. Thank you guys um, for this. And once again, like that, that at that point is when I should have. Um, it was still two years later that is when I started. I do want to say that it's really important that you said that how you're contracted for a few months. We tell kids that when they're, you know, if they're doing social media or working as like a contracted photographer or videographer and you're like working on a new contract with a new client it's important to do like a trial period. Like you don't want to lock in a full like six month Mm -hmm. to a year contract. Start off with like one to three months because you're vetting them just as much as they're vetting you. And you want it to be a right fit. A hundred percent. Like I, a job that I had this summer that ended up being freelance that was supposed to be full time. And I was like, heck yes, this is a great salary. Like, Mm. yeah, I'm ready to do this. This is gonna, I'll I'll be able to do it. And both through discussion, it ended up being only like two months. And after two months, I was like, yeah, we, we, this isn't Mm. a right fit. I'm Mm. so glad like this can be, that's such a great thing to tell them. It's just like vet it, it's dating. Mm-hmm. Totally. totally. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because you're gonna spend more time with them. Well, probably about the same time with them as you would a girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it seems like you're the only one with a relationship. So tell us how much time no, should we be spending. Oh, okay, great, great. Sorry, sorry about that, man. No, you just haven't mentioned her. Well. <laughs> oh, sorry to the girl. Now, now that we've been talking relationships, sorry if you're listening to this. She doesn't just, listen. She just, definitely okay. doesn't listen. <laughs> she doesn't listen. That's we so don't think. funny. I don't think she either of them. Only listen. Only episode she listens to. Yeah. So I just fast forward and this is the first yeah, thing yeah, that you yeah. guys this is about 20 minutes. Us laughing at your absence. We're done with those mm-hmm. jobs. Yeah. 
when do you when does the idea spark to start a company and how does that actually totally. you know pop into your mind okay. because your company is very specific mm-hmm. to creators mm-hmm. you know it, it is it is specific to creators and to people that own real estate yeah so how did that idea kind of pop into your head where you were like there's a problem here and this mm-hmm. needs to be fixed that's that's a great question um so this is let's now we were at 2014 let's mm. jump to 2017 mm. um and so so two, december of 2016 I find the dogs and then I'm working as head of digital media at this production company and uh, April I give my two weeks May 1st I'm going to do a month-long road trip with these dogs the video hasn't even gone viral yet I'm leave I'm leaving my job with like 900 Instagram followers um, 80 subscribers on YouTube like mm-hmm. I'm just like I can't do this I need to believe in myself I'm watching all these like I just did a year's worth of storytelling I love that the process of shooting editing clicking publish mm-hmm. is the greatest feeling in my life right now totally. and I need to chase that so I'm doing this month-long road trip and halfway through the road trip is when the video goes viral it gets 21 million views overnight oh, and like on where on, on YouTube on the dodo oh on the so dodo, the dodo okay. posted on their Facebook it's their number one viewed video of 2017 and if not the most viewed video of 2017 on the internet it was number one on reddit every two months for the next year and a half holy shit um just like kept recirculating every like two to four months it would just like keep popping up and keep like getting that push and right now if you go to the dodo and search it takes a second but it's at 120 million views just on their page but i can't even like reference how many other like Instagram pages right. and all that kind of stuff who some tagged me, some didn't tag me, right. like just all the, and so I'm coming back down. I did this big loop of the West Coast, hitting national parks and visiting friends. And I'm, I'm, I had some money saved, but I'm also like staying with friends along the mm-hmm. way and having these puppies made it a little bit easier. Now I can't really stay with friends cause I have two like medium sized dogs, but on the way down, I remember I was message. So I have, so because it went viral, I had about 20 to 25,000 Instagram followers that came in from that mm-hmm. happening. Um, and I remember I DM'd a couple, um, two houses in Joshua Tree and a cabin in Zion. And surprisingly enough, they all said yes. I was wow. like three for three on this, which, you know, as you're reaching out to brands and doing that, you hear hundreds of no's before right. you get that first yes. Mm-hmm. And so that was a little bit of like a, holy shit, what is what is mm-hmm. happening right now? Like this is just free? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, once again, my photography skills at that time were not great. And so like, I definitely didn't totally deliver for them how I should have, but that's okay. Like it was still, social media is still like kind of totally. new and working with influencers on homes. But I remember, uh, it's, and I hate calling, I'm not an influencer, by the way. This is like content creator. Let's, mm-hmm. let's go with that. There um, it is. I also, I, speaking of that, I recently like was watching a podcast and they were talking about the difference between an influencer mm-hmm. and a content creator. And they were saying that a content creator is someone who does something like photography or video sure. and posts their work on social and has a following because of the work that they mm, post. Yes. An influencer is someone who like their main source of income comes from posting on social media. Interesting. Oh, I do like yeah, that, okay. which I think is super yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. The, the yeah. way that I and I'm, I'd be curious to hear going off of that of what you guys think is that I think an influencer is someone that goes, "Hey, buy the buy, cup. buy this," right. and people buy it. Right. Like for me, I'm just like, "Hey, they're willing to pay me, and this like covers my rent for the next two months." Like, please, and <laughs> like, please click like, the link in my bio, please. Right. And then the and then the the brand comes to me and they're like, "Cool, so how'd the analytics go?" And I'm just like. Send and <laughs> right. like feeling really bad. So yeah, uh, you know, and I'm. It's also a huge red flag if someone has in their profile that they say that they're an influencer. Oh yeah, because Sus. it's like, wow, you don't have the social awareness that right. even someone who is actually an influencer should not be calling no, themselves or like not. public figure. Oh, the worst. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's always like that. Like entrepreneur from like Kansas, or whatever. That like yeah, like walked a dog once and I was like, dude, I made twenty bucks walking a dog. I'm by myself. Public figure. I grinded to get. Yeah. yeah. So going back, so I got the three yeses and um i remember just being like man i would love to share this with more people this is like yeah go ahead well okay when you when you reached out to them mm-hmm. like what are you saying in that initial reach out and like what were the deliverables was it just like hey i know how to shoot i know how to use a camera i can shoot real estate like do you want some photos in exchange for me staying at your place for free it was essentially that i don't even think i like bs the fact that i know how to shoot real estate because mm-hmm. i had never shot real estate before mm-hmm. i was just like hey i have cameras and i have a drone like do you want some photos and just like right. a bit of fake it till i make it of just like mm-hmm. hey do you want this stuff for for that and like hey i have a social following so i'll like 
post about your house and i think two the cabin in zion didn't even have an instagram wow. so and he was just like sure i think this is a cool idea and him and actually the guy in zion is where the idea came about he's like i know a bunch of other property people there's opportunity like he kind of saw this oh, opportunity funny. where i was just like you know you're you're kind of right right and so that's kind of the inception of the idea truthfully shout out i think his name is brad maybe Let's brian brad. something like that brad and brian but yeah there it is <laughs> airbnb <laughs> yeah. you come up we get this idea going in the back you know sure we get the idea going yeah it's 2017 this is 2017 okay. yeah how do you go about physically making this company because mm-hmm. it doesn't just require guys like us to buy in yeah it requires homes to buy in sure so how did you go about going to these airbnb companies mm-hmm. and saying hey I have creators and also on top of that, after done with that, I'd like to know how is Stayamo like making money off of all of this? Yeah. You know? No, that's a great question. Um, so it definitely took, so after 2017 and I was doing a lot more of like, I want to be adventure mm-hmm. content creator and doing all this kind of stuff. I was like, all right, I don't want to rough it anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to like stay at some nice places. Mm-hmm. And so I, <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> kind of we, yeah. we want to, yeah. yes. And, and I'm at the point where I'm like, the idea of camping is awesome, but mm-hmm. let's, let's right. clamp. Let's, let's get have some hot water. Let's get nice <laughs> Dude, yes. I'll get a I'll get a photo like next to a tent, but like I'm actually staying in the house <laughs> exactly. down the road, like exactly. bear grills, dude. Yeah. Just sleeping in hotels the whole time. <laughs> Is that what he does? People think so. I don't know. It's a rumor, but whatever. I love bear grills. Shut That'd up. That'd be awesome. So I always say the idea of it is better than actually doing it. But yeah, that was a big focus for me and a big push that I wanted to mm-hmm. do is like staying at hotels more. So I started to get some um, great campaigns working with Best Western mm, um, nice. and uh, some other boutique hotels. And where it really came together is that my business partner ran the social media account best airbnb which isn't Mm. affiliated with airbnb but because it like kind of like he spoke to the marketing team and they were smart about this enough where they were like cool this gives this is free marketing for us and they were really smart and cool about that funny enough my friend who is a like a travel nurse but still likes to stay at nice Mm. places and is like a good iphone photographer she posted one of the airbnbs that she was staying at shared it like best airbnb shared it and she put it on her story and i was like yo what is who is this guy i need to work with this guy and so connected with him and then it was a very yin and yang thing where it's like you have connections to all these homes i know all the creators and this and and so we just were like how can we do this and that's where it came together that was end of 2018 and then january 2019 is when we launched Got oh it. my gosh, incredible. I mean, we, so Kostas and I, our second time ever meeting, we mm-hmm. stayed at a Stayamo. Yeah. And that, that was where I made my first digital product at the Stayamo house. Yep. It was crazy. So Kostas helped what us. What was it? It was, a, it was a course. I was making a course at the house. So like, I, I like taught some stuff on cinematography or whatever. And then Kostas and I- He was scamming kids trying yeah, to tell them how sure. to make videos. <laughs> pretty much. And then Kostas and I, I took Kostas's content of the house to provide to the house. Okay. So it was, it was fun. It was, Are you they, still connected with him? He's the the man you have to the guy who manages that, those properties oh really um because no, i was I, just, yeah i was just in joshua tree for a week and he's like anytime you want well granted because stam was mine and i know yeah. how to like shoot houses yeah. now mm-hmm. and do lifestyle stuff but like i all especially the la like conversion he's like he gets it and mm-hmm. that and we can talk more mm-hmm. about that the people who get it and don't but like <laughs> That's such a TikTok phrase, but um, <laughs> the but homes that get it get it <laughs> <laughs> if i remember correctly i was in contact with a woman Oh, okay. for the properties. Okay, but yeah, that's where that's where me and Brain like really became like good buddies. Because before that, we had met. I went over to his house. I was on his like old podcast that he used to have, and then we just like went out and shot. And that was our. We had talked for a minute, and then that was our first time meeting in person. Kind of nervous on a date, <laughs> and then uh, we stayed in contact. And and at that point in my like life, and just in my network, I didn't have many friends still in LA that knew how to like take photos and do videos. Mm. I knew a handful, mm. but I was like, Brayden, I have this like kind of last minute like brand deal at with this like sick Airbnb in Joshua Tree. Like, do you want to go? And he's like, this would work perfect. Can you help me shoot for my course? And I was like, yeah, of course. I was like, can you take some photos of me? He's like, yeah, cool. And we just like <laughs> chilled so for like fun. two nights. It was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that and the Airbnb was, was crazy. It's, it's, yeah, dude, it, had a, it had a literal old Western yeah. saloon oh, yeah. so and fun, all kinds dude. of crazy shit on it. It was so cool. I, the content I, we got there was fucking dope. Yeah, yeah you got sick. great stuff on that. And I always go to homes like that where I'm just like, 
I just need to hire, like, not hire, just like throw a little party where it's a themed, like, Western party. Oh, and this house dude. that I went to, it was 70s themed. Like, it was, oh, so it's so sick. And it has this hidden room that's like this little hot box jungle, like, setup. I, I, I filmed all of it, but just going to those homes and being like, can I just get a group of like 10 people that are just yeah. down to like, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that's like the fun side of it for sure. Okay. So I have so many questions about Sam. So yeah, I, I want to, I want to have you answer Brain's question though. Like, yeah. Yeah. What exactly is the business model yeah. behind Sam? And like, how do you make money through right. Sam? Yeah. Because it is right. It's like a stay in exchange for content. So like Correct. there's no money being. Correct. And it's free to be on our platform right now. That's oh, where wow. we're at. Mm-hmm. So, so a big step for us is um, we are building out a lot of premium features and moving forward and, and building out the platform. So we are starting to shift towards that and hopefully fingers crossed, knock on wood, all that good stuff. We are ready to launch that um, by the end of the month, beginning of October. Nice. Um, but thank you. Yeah. We're really excited. We've spent a lot of like the begin the first half of this year building that out and it looks sick. I just met with my business partner yesterday to like see it in person and he's the whole tech side and the whole tech team doing that kind of stuff. Um, Another thing that we do is um, help manage the social um, and the collaborations for these homes. And so we're, that's a hand for us. And listen, our overhead's really low and I think it was really important for us to be a free space to plug those holes, figure out where the holes are in this. Because if you start charging people on the early end and people aren't responding or like Mm -hmm. you have a bad collaboration Mm -hmm. and people are like, Hey, I'm spending this. Give me my money back. Or like, I'm going to talk bad about it. But I I don't know if you guys have mentioned this too, is like sometimes creating free work for bigger opportunities. And so that's what we were really hoping for. And, and and once again, with the pandemic and all like, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, I, I think just poking the holes and being like, here's what the homes want. Here's what the influencers want. Let's go back and forth and like ride this out until we're like, we understand what needs to take place now. That's so smart. Something, I guess, relating it to what we're doing here with the podcast is we've always said that like we don't make any money off of this podcast Mm -hmm. for the time being Mm -hmm. and we never will charge this. This is just like Mm -hmm. a free thing. We want to give away as much like info as we can have on amazing guests and we think we know in the future we'll be able to monetize it in other ways but like, I think that's smart uh-huh. going about it free at the beginning and like knowing that create something successful for free and like putting the time and energy and then like eventually down the road you'll be mm. able to monetize it. Can I yeah. ask you guys about that though? Yeah. Cuz you guys create amazing work. Thank Obviously you. get paid really well to do really awesome stuff. How does it feel like for me I'm I'm just going to ask you guys. How does it feel to just have something that you're not like concerned about the return like you are concerned about the numbers but like it's more of just like hey we're doing this cuz we're passionate about it. I think it's probably the most fun part of my week and yeah. I get to I get to see the two of them. We right. just get to hang out. We get mm-hmm. to come and we have an awesome guest usually. And on top of that, the messages that we get are like I can't even explain how happy I get. When I get mm-hmm. a message it's like yo I just landed my first gig. I'm like, this is like life changing for somebody or like I am full time now because I just listened to you guys talk and I'm like, it doesn't feel like we're, it doesn't feel like we're doing that Uh when we're just hanging out. But then you see the messages and you're like that we have to keep going. I will also say too, another thing is like selfishly, it's like I want to learn from you guys because like every once in a while I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Like even from them, like (laughs) about like how to mic up someone or like some random shit like that. Uh But also like, I mean, I had like this clip that went like pretty viral on TikTok and this, I shoot for like Genesis, Kia, Hyundai, like car commercial stuff. And this Genesis client was like, I want you to do TikToks. I saw you on my For You page. Like, let's like do more TikTok stuff for you. And I was like, what was he? He's like, you're on a podcast. I was like, oh shit. I talked some shit. But like, glad you listened to that part. But like, it's, it's, it's weird that it's, it's more return than in different ways than we could have really expected. Yeah. The ROI is sometimes you can't quantify it. Mm-hmm. The messages that we get are incredible. I also, we joke around about this, but we joke around and we were like, yo, we got the college dropout like Kanye does before it even launched type of thing. <laughs> but we are like, we really feel like we have something special here. Mm-hmm. And I love getting to talk to them. I love getting to use it as a networking tool to bring people into our home, have awesome conversations, get to know other creators well. When we interview people or when we have people on our podcast, it's like, it's a much stronger first touch point or second totally. touch point. Yeah. You get closer to that person. It, it would take, I think, three or four times hanging out with that individual. Totally. You kind of like, you get a little bit farther along in that relationship, totally. which is great. Well, the same way like you guys go into that house together where it's just like, hey, we're here to create content. Exactly. Right. Do that and, and see that. But yeah, I guess like 
to, to jump in here is like I anything that I can do that brings me back to 2016 where just the process and clicking mm. publish is all yeah. that I yep. care about and, and that seems like that's what you guys are doing here like it's nice to have that little outlet mm. where it's like okay I have my job and this is this but we're here because this is important to me like I find that value so that's awesome yeah it's uh it's something that I want to do for a really long time mm-hmm. You know, the money I hope will come eventually. If it doesn't, like, it's all good. Right. And, um, yeah, it's just, like, a ton of fun. Like It's cool to have these forever. Like, if someone wants to learn about something, like, I could, like, uh, if my kid wanted to learn about photo video, I'm like, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) I had had a friend ask me, like, sign up for this course. (laughs) Use my promo (laughs) code. Right. $300 off. I had this friend who was like, hey, me and my boss are starting social media around her. Like, she had, like, a small business on, like, Abikini. And I was, she was like, well, do you know like what I should look into? And I'm like, oh, just like look up episode like 18. And it's like camera, you know, which camera you should buy when you're in this tier. And then watch like 21. It's about like, and she, and they did. And they were like, we watched them together and it was super helpful. I'm like, that's crazy. That's I was kind awesome. of like, yeah. Also selfishly having a longer form piece of content like this yeah. allows us to stay consistent on social and grow our personal brands. Mm-hmm. And so there is a little bit of like, um, you guys do a great a job reason. about that. Thank you. Shout out, our buddy, shout out Keon. Our, our and, and listen, Keon. if you guys haven't subscribed right now, you need to subscribe because Keon hasn't eaten in like three days. Right. So <laughs> I really need you guys to go subscribe because he if it, if it gets to certain subscribers, I'll give him steak tonight. Like but if it too. doesn't, he's right. not getting right. any food no for food. the next four yeah. days. So he's please, been, he's been five take, a, take a screenshot, lob it on your store. Keon's not eating. <laughs> Uh, okay, going back to Sayamo though. <laughs> yeah, but that's a little bit about about no, no, why we. I do mean, it. I asked that question, yeah. and I love hearing that too because it's it's nice interacting with like other creators. Totally, and how that is. I want to know, like, do you get high on your own supply? Like, are you like mm. getting to stay at these Airbnbs just, as well? I just spent a week in Joshua Tree that's right before sick. coming here. I like, yeah, it, it's it's awesome, and I definitely like. Here's a note too: is like and we need to do a better job about this because the homes that come on are always very eager early on. So Mm. I like, we just had this house that like sleeps like 12 people in the Hamptons. That's absolutely beautiful. (laughs) And I messaged my three friends that live in New York and I'm like, yo, new Stamo house just dropped. Like the the homes are always so eager early on. They just like, they're on the platform for a reason. And so if you can get it, like if you're kind of like first to the plate, mm-hmm. you're going to get those opportunities. And so sometimes high on my own supply, like I'm uploading some of these homes into or seeing like reviewing and being like, yeah, I could do a trip to Arizona. Like mm-hmm. I'm down for that, you know, and just like, hey, do you, want a, do you want a proper Stamo experience? I'll even like share it on our stories and do all <laughs> right. that, like, you know, and really kind of up it because selfishly I want to do it, but I also want to make the business model look good and mm-hmm. let them know because uh, and we can talk about like the homes that get it, get it, are also the creators that get it, get it, knowing mm-hmm. and yeah, we, let's get we into definitely this. need to yeah. talk about that. Mm-hmm. So like interacting with them and being like, here's here's the kind of like deals that you need to be quote unquote cutting with them or here's the deliverables mm-hmm. that you should be expecting from this and, and the strategies that we are trying to um, implement for both the homes and the creators. So do you talk to, when you get a new house on, mm-hmm. do you talk to the owner of the house and say, hey, this is typically how a deal goes or this mm-hmm. is what you should be expecting from a creator. This is how to mm-hmm. talk to a creator. This is usually how a collaboration goes. Yeah. So we do have like an onboarding little sheet. Not everyone okay. like mm-hmm. always reads it or whatnot, but like we definitely, there's definitely ways to do it that benefit it. When onboarding, we try to give them like best practices as best as we can, but not everyone's just kind of clicking through and being like, yes, accept this and that. And then you're just like on and engaging. Okay. So talk to me about yeah. the homes that get it, get uh-huh. it. And the creators or, and the homes that don't, don't yeah. also, the creators that get it, get yeah. it. And the creators that don't, don't. Walk me through what a successful partnership looks like. Of course, yeah. Um, so for a home, it's once again, this goes back to being like an influencer versus a content creator. And in this like collaborative space with homes, you need to be a content creator. Mm. You, The odds of you being an influencer where someone like, so, so it builds off of it. And so the homes need to understand that every like quarter you need to have a content creator come in and spice up your content a little bit make it look nice and and there is value when you have an available monday through wednesday open tuesday through friday even if it's three right. nights of just like mm-hmm. hey this person makes great photos i love like how their profile looks they're so like you know and if they reach out very professionally and are like here's my portfolio and it's like wow this is great and so the homes that understand that as opposed to being like well can you cover the clean like it's okay to sometimes mm. once again like doing free work is like usually these homeowners have 
four, five, six homes that if you crush it and pay the cleaning fee on the front end, where it's like, okay, it's 150 bucks, but you and three friends go and split it, create, you're gonna create content anyway, you get a weekend away or even weekdays away, but whatever. Um, and so the homes that understand that as opposed to like the homes that don't, that are like on our platform that are just like, oh, it's just a vacation rental. Like it's not a big deal. It's like, no, you need to like mm. have coffee in your house. Mm -hmm. You need to have like oil and, you know, cooking. Like, and that's just baseline airbnb stuff right. that's not even like content creation stuff mm -hmm. but like once again the like the creator needs to understand that they're going there to enjoy the house but also to create the content right. and the home needs to understand that like you need to showcase that this is like a, a full marketing scale thing where you book on airbnb and so that way you get the boost in the five star rating you get the boost in pictures and to go off of it is i i mean i'm i'm gonna be tangent i, I don't want to tangent too much no, so from a home standpoint is just the homes that understand of having someone come in every three to four months um for just a couple days is important and is valuable and and when it comes time to getting a bigger influencer in there content creator in there there is major major value so early on in stayamo we had um fun for louis stay at one of the houses hell yeah yeah so he's a yeah go ahead no he, you go you talk about like the early days of like vlogging and travel vlogging i forgot about fun for louis mm -hmm. i used to love his yeah. stuff and he was one of like the OG, like true yes. travel content creators. Yeah. He's always on Epic Canyon too. <laughs> yeah. he's he like, lives out there. He's buddies yeah. with one of my other friends. So okay. I've got to meet him like a couple times. I always so forget tall. that I met him before. But yeah, he's a big dude. And so him and his crew went out. So we were like super hyped. He has like 2 million on Instagram. His friends all have like 160, mm -hmm. all verified. And the house that they stayed at was this beautiful cabin in Lake Arrowhead. And nice. they drove so much traffic to the house, but the house's Instagram page looked like shit and so mm. it didn't maintain those mm. followers and this is a long game when it comes to booking out it's where's this house how much does it cost is it available the weekend that i want to go like all this stuff that is a slow burn and so the strategy that we're implementing is for these homes is get some small creators in there that are willing to hustle for you create amazing stuff have a beautiful instagram page mm. have a beautiful airbnb put people in your shots so many ho like how many times you go to a hotel so and you're true. like this room is way smaller than i oh, expected yeah and so if you can't put context to that as well as people are such a copycat people aren't creative the majority of people aren't creative and the amount of times that you are like i want to recreate that shot i want to recreate that in that home in that corner that specific mm -hmm. experience and now that video is becoming more and more popular it's like I want to create this whole, I want to create FOMO right, of like, yeah. you need to have this experience at this house and the homes that understand to apply video and you know, the whole reels thing, we can get into that. That's a different story. But I think being able to do that so that you have this foundation of beautiful photos that then you bring in the big influencer, the big creator that has a large following that when their audience goes and looks, you grow your audience, you get those, you know, and then you can start charging more because there is that intrigue around it. And also you just have like really, really nice photos. Man, that there, makes so much sense. And it makes so much sense. And it's, you're thinking about it in a way that I didn't think about it because I was always coming from it from the side of being the creator, not mm -hmm. owning the home. Yeah, yeah, and right. that's, that's so true. Like, if you do have a your content on point and you mm -hmm. create this FOMO and there's high demand, like, you can then charge more per night. Like the house sure. that we stayed at. That that is one of mm -hmm. my one of my girlfriend's best friends. Her like buddy owns that house. Okay, he owns the house. Oh, so, oh, so, nice. so it, small world. She was at that, and I go, I've stayed there, and she goes, Really? Like, I'm here with the guy who owns it. I was like. Well, <laughs> well, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> there for free. Any, anyways, anyways, it was just really interesting though because yeah. th that home, uh, like, obviously gets it. Yeah. You look at their page; right. it's beautiful. They have all these yeah. different, different. Um, you know, they have the the hot tub situation. They have like a cool sauna. It's like mm -hmm. when you look at it, I'm like, I would want to stay here. Like, I'd want to oh, stay here. You know, yeah. it's like that's just, it's crazy. The FOMO part is so funny because we did stay there and then like Matt Como and Jeremiah that uh -huh. one blonde kid yeah. they all did Dude, a I thing there. with him yesterday. That's oh, so right, funny. That's yeah. Funny. And they, they posted were... a bunch of content from there. I'm like, man, they made like they, I want to go back. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, made, like I got FOMO when I stayed there yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah. They had more fun than we did. <laughs> no, for sure. I feel that too looking at the home be like, yeah. no, 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 I stayed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, so I got to go back. I know how to create stuff. But it also it goes back and I'm curious to hear like your video going viral if you had other videos of your work and if that brought it, you know, like you have this mm. Genesis video go viral of like car stuff and then seeing that the way that like 
the dog video going viral and then my whole page is me traveling with my dogs people know what they're getting themselves into to grow really good point really good point yeah 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 i mean it was so it was a clip on tiktok it was about my girlfriend and i sneaking into a restaurant Nice. And I thought maybe he's like, maybe some restaurants are going to reach out, you know? <laughs> I didn't happen. But like all of the videos I'd posted below, which are like car videos or like like stuff I did with like, yeah, they got a lot more views. Um, definitely. And I actually got, I did get a few more DMs like, hey, like I saw this like hiking video because I do like nature stuff too. Like, cool. like what, where does, what is that? Like I got a few stuff like that. Um, so you just never know like where that stuff is going to lead to, even if it's not related to just a podcast, but like the actual videos I make. Yeah. Two things going off what you're saying too. The slow burn is is so important because oftentimes when you do a brand deal, right? It's like you have a link in your story and you're sending these brands this uh, your analytics and they're basing their ROI off of like how many products were directly sold mm-hmm, yeah. over the course of 24 hours that your story was up or when you originally did your post. Vacation rentals is a different game because the mm. likelihood of someone seeing that post and booking the yeah. vacation mm-hmm. that day Probably non-existent yeah. for the most part, right? Yeah, so the homes that don't get it that are just like, cool, so we'll put a link in your like description mm-hmm. and this and that. I'm just like, dude, yeah. you're setting me and you right. up to fail. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not, that's not how this works. And and so um, we, we can shift over to like the creators that, that don't yeah. get it or that, mm-hmm. that do get it. And um, I, I think I was thinking of putting together a TikTok about the marketing of like the three things you shouldn't say when reaching out to these homes. Tell them, um, tell oh, them yeah. loud right now okay. for the people um, in the back. Number one, um, remove birthday. I, if it is your birthday, they don't need to know. <laughs> they funny. they don't. It's this is a business transaction. Awesome. Congrats. It like, and no other city in the world loves birthdays more than LA. Oh, like, yeah. like the amount of times that like, birthday I, month. I, I can't, oh, yeah. I can't come. I have my friend's birthday. It's like, wait, you, you don't want to come to Joshua tree. Cause you want to get drunk at the bungalow. Like right. take him out to dinner on Wednesday. Like, what are we doing? Um, so there's that, like, uh, I, I like any personal stuff doesn't matter like Mm -hmm. this is someone's property Mm -hmm. this is like you are trying to create a business like overlap the word party also just like not good you know unless it's you know this is the one caveat where you're like hey if the home is known for having bachelorette parties Mm -hmm. like because there are some homes that the big demographic is like palm spring homes and things like that where it's just like hey we want to shoot this bachelorette party like scene for you or it's a like that's okay um but like any other kind of yeah party word um i was trying to think of i I didn't have this totally fleshed out so this is like a fail on my end so that's why the tiktok isn't out yet Um, (laughs) but i guess just like something along the lines of like anything personal it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. respect this person's home i know respect yourself as well in in terms of like what you want to deliver and and all that kind of stuff but because once again that that house that wanted to put the link he's like cool i also want a hundred photos and i was like no i i'm not gonna go out for that like i'm i can't yeah. i don't even want to send someone out to go shoot mm-hmm. that because that is that's just obnoxious disrespectful yeah. like, what no what are typical deliverables that they like ask yeah so so you posting on your page is just an added bonus okay. so if you get paid from a brand to to post stuff like okay like understand that this home is probably going anywhere from 500 to like a thousand dollars a night or something mm-hmm. along those lines you know some houses on the on our platform are a little less than that but like there are those super nice homes so find that balance with it but i do think saying you're going to provide like 10 to 15 photos and then over delivering like mm. giving them maybe 20 a, a way to make more money is to make money off of this experience if you want as well is say that you're going to give them 10 to 15 photos send them a folder of about 40 to 50 and be like, hey, you choose your 10 or 15 favorite. They choose it. You go, okay, great, deliver it. And then be like, hey, if you want the rest of these, mm-hmm. I charge X. And if you want it, like I'll even mm-hmm. cut you a deal because we had so much fun. We'd love mm-hmm. to come stay again. Great, here it is. So you're making a little, like all making that a little kind bit of money. Yes, yeah. and, and, showing so that. and you build a relationship with yeah. them. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's give and take. Yes, give and, and so they, they know. And, and so there's there's definitely strategies of, of those. It, those are some really smart influencers. And, and once again, you have to kind of grind early and build out your portfolio and right. showcase that you can do it. So taking a free home from time to time that's convenient for you to go to that then you're like, okay cool i charge for this and Mm -hmm. and these homes are making good money so like they're willing to like there's wiggle room here i had a question for you and i think you probably were going to ask this about like what what is it like for someone who's not a travel photographer or travel Uh video person how can they get 
into this stuff because there's a ton of people listening. They're mm-hmm. like, yo, I want to do like Mare who, who, who has been to M E R. stuff is cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's a beast. The yeah. guy's like beast travel dude. Sure. So how can someone get to, and that's like, I'd, I'd call uh-huh. that top tier, right? Of he's course. a top tier travel 100%. dude. He makes really cool yeah. shit. It's beautiful. Uh-huh. How can someone get to a point where they're like, Hey, I, I live in, in Kansas, but I want to uh-huh. become a travel influencer. I want to become a travel content creator. Yeah. How do you even take that? that step to do that and what would you recommend of course yeah i i mean honestly i would say he's like a high level house yeah info. he's not totally. even tra- like because totally. like i, ca- I kind of think a little bit of like do you travel i think he's not mm-hmm. like jack, yeah, jack, jack. Like, yeah so he was crushing it on the early end too and like popped off like hideout bali mm-hmm. and all that other stuff and so i you just like just in any situation you have to start off small and there's no problem that you're not this big grandioso adventure content creator i think if you go with a friend or even by yourself there are times i've gone to a house by myself set up a tripod and you just kind of move mm-hmm. around and, and shoot with that and find a house locally and if you can like you have to pay a little bit mm-hmm. sometimes like mm-hmm. but you're investing in yourself remember mm-hmm. that you're doing right. that and so um i would say don't don't feel like pressurize that if you be if you want to start shooting nice homes that you also have to like road trip the united states for Mm -hmm. six months and do this like there's a guy levi kelly who does amazing work and he's based in ohio there are some of the nicest homes like he the homes that he consistently puts out i'm like i want to stay there and i'm like but it's central ohio i don't want to go to central (laughs) ohio but he has found his Mm, niche where like these homes are stupid beautiful and he absolutely crushes it you have to find your space and so i'm sure that there are really nice homes in in kansas i'm Mm. sure there's really like the united states is absolutely beautiful the world is absolutely beautiful Mm. you can find spots and even just just invest in yourself Mm -hmm. um and kind of go from there build out your portfolio do you have like a like say a content creator that wants to get like a free stay at a house through stay on is there like a they have to have certain amount of followers or like anything like that um, so that's a great question is that um, so we have over 600 homes worldwide and um, over 2000 influencers worldwide, mm-hmm. but we have an application process that is like manually reviewed on just making sure that the quality of the content mm-hmm. is there. We were really strict early on that it's just like you have to have X amount of followers that has an like, you know, five plus percent engagement or something along those like, you know, it had sure. to. And, and I still look through certain stuff for the person who like checks it out is is still checking to make sure that you're not like at 65,000, but 200 likes a post mm. and it's like mm. something's up here mm-hmm. and your photos aren't that great so we're we're being a little more lenient now because there is importance of just having like different lifestyle creators and people right. who can like make you interested in the house but truly the value is providing the homes with really nice photos mm-hmm. what you post on your page is very very minimal like to put on a story or doing something like that right. it's just like okay that's that's interesting that's nice but like once again it goes away in 24 hours if right. you can see it or you know that kind of stuff so there's no like you need x amount of followers or, mm-hmm. and we are um branching out into doing more of like a photographer focused mm-hmm. category of creators shout out to all these creators out here who don't have a large following but still make awesome stuff like don't be bogged down that you don't have a huge following because there's still huge opportunities for you totally and i've you, seen that recently on tiktok yeah, i saw dude. this girl doing her monthly earnings and she i think she had oh, five or that. five or six thousand on on the on the gram and she yeah. was just talking about how much she was making i was like not wow. bad and do you do like videos as well are videos common for the houses or yeah so that i don't do anything like you guys do i'm very mm-hmm. envious of your skill set like i i wish i had emphasis anyways um i think the walkthrough videos just with your iphone and just like the tours like that bring value to the homes mm-hmm. like there are people like you guys who create those beautiful um cinematic ways of doing stuff and like you said like the things that pop off kind of on social media are sometimes just iPhone videos mm-hmm, that right. is, hey, the light is coming in super beautiful. Totally. And you just, you know, it's golden hour and you just swoop through mm-hmm. and call it a day. So if you have like 6,500 Instagram followers, like pretty good at making photos uh-huh. and videos, could you like apply? Or 100%. Like, like maybe. I got you, man. You got the end. You got the end. He's going to put a good I'm word I'm for in. sure going to put it in, but I was also just like, because I feel like there's a lot of people in that like kind of like, you know, like her, no, like that, you were saying. Yeah, that's like, what I was saying though. Like we are, like if you're, profile looks beautiful you're going to get in we are focusing on the people that create beautiful content versus because the value of someone who had like because so many times the homes are get burned by creators who 
mm. the creators that don't get it are the ones that are like, hey, I'm going to give you five photos and you're going to get a post. And it usually mm. gets like 10,000 likes and this and that. And like shout out to the girls who get like 50 to 100,000 likes. But you get those likes because you look really good in a bikini or that right. dress is popping off. No one cares where you are. But like shout out to you. There are brands that are about that. Right. Like we are focusing on creators that create beautiful mm -hmm. photography. And there's so many different ones who do lifestyle stuff or do super artsy stuff that depending on the homes and the locations, that brings value to them. I think it's really interesting though because traveling as a job, right? Being a travel influencer is such a desired job. Mm -hmm. It's such a desired thing that kids want to do. Oftentimes you think, ah, but like, I can't do that. I, I don't have enough money to, to buy a ticket to go to Europe or whatever it may be. And there are, you get, you can get to a point where like all that stuff is taken care of, or mm -hmm. like you even get paid to go on a trip mm -hmm. and stay at a house or whatever it may be promote, but you shouldn't let your followers dictate or like come up with uh, excuses. Like stay almost is such a great thing where you can for free go stay at a house and get that quote unquote travel influencer experience, mm, yeah. like without having to shell out like thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. But what you were saying about when that video of the dogs went viral and then your whole page was also dedicated to like traveling with the dogs, like mm -hmm. the followers translated. So mm -hmm. if you're listening to this and you want to get into the travel influencer content creator space mm -hmm. let's say you shoot cars or mm -hmm. sports and that's what like your tiktok or instagram is dedicated to i would advise you to start a new page and then also like you sure. were saying like start local like if you're not getting or if you haven't done a ton of content with like real estate or homes or travel in general like start local make your local like make your house look sick or like right. or like invest in yourself go stay at a hotel or rent an airbnb for a weekend and go into yes. it with like the intention of creating content a hundred percent and and going with your friends like cutting the cost or doing something mm -hmm. like that and even your video going viral that had nothing to do with cars they saw your content totally. and so new opportunity happens mm -hmm. from that i did a stay at this hotel that was based in denver who i'd worked with before and best western reached out to me again and we're like we need this for us like and oh. so now i'm back in talks with them like you know we and that's just what happened so like fake it till you make it a little right, bit totally. no one needs to know whether or not you paid to stay that you don't need to be like i'm not there yet and we paid for this it's <laughs> right. just like hey we had a weekend getaway this is the stuff that we created that's it yeah awesome boom yeah wow that's great okay wow that was so much fun that was so cheap we crushed it let's do that like you know and yeah it, it's just momentum totally and i also think it's really interesting how you said have other stuff that you can offer right like if the deliverables that you promise the place that you're staying is mm -hmm. like five to 10 photos and maybe like an Instagram story or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe like a few Instagram reels, whatever it may be like having other stuff that you can offer them on top of it is a great way to profit off of this. Yeah, like that's smart. Yeah. Free stay. A absolutely. And and there's nothing wrong. Like you're going to, if you stay, you're going to create the content. Anyways. Totally. If totally. you're, if you're listening to this, you have your camera ready to go at all times. Like that's what's important. And so to tag the house and be like, be uppity about it where it's like, yo, if they have a dope hot tub and you get a sick sunset hot tub shot, uh -huh. like what you're not going to tag them because totally. they're not like, yeah. cause they're not paying who, you. Yeah. Who cares? Like right. do that. Yeah. Other homes, like homes follow that. They're going to share it. Other homes we'll see, see like, it, yep. it's just like it's a snowball. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Word mm -hmm. of mouth is huge. If you over deliver for this home, all of these vacation rental homeowners talk to other mm -hmm. the, in the area, as well as like, I said earlier, likely have other properties mm -hmm. or this is their first and they're like, because they're profiting mm -hmm. so much and because the market is so insane, they're going to get other homes. Mm -hmm. So building that relationship is huge. What's like the future of stay Alma look like? Yeah, that, that's what, that was a great, uh, so I met with my business partner. He's based in LA. I'm now in Denver. And, um, I think we're just trying like, <sighs> it's so exciting. It's like yeah. trying to find the right, the right path. And so small steps is like launching this new platform mm -hmm. and making sure that we have all the features that everyone's really looking forward to. Um, an avenue that we can do is like taking, um, some of the bookings and having the bookings through us and having the collaborations really owned by us is really exciting for me from like a marketing and just like general fun standpoint from a creator and the, the opportunities like 
I want to shoot music videos at these houses. I want to do like circle stuff. Mm. Like, you know, that, like mm. that is a number one goal since we launched is just What's like, circle stuff. Um, circle on YouTube. They have like the DJs playing it. Like, Oh, amazing yeah. locations. Oh, okay. Okay. So, oh, like, that's so that's such a good idea. We'll talk after this. Um, and so <laughs> doing events like that. And like I said, like being at that house, that seventies theme is just being like, get a couple sponsors, get a couple creators out there, a couple mm-hmm. photographers. And we're just having a good time out in the desert. But like so this smart. home is popping mm-hmm. on, like doing it's that. being and, published. Yes, yeah. exactly. And all that kind of stuff, just like different ways to just have fun with it, have fun with the marketing, have fun with these homes and find the homes that do understand the importance of it. That's really smart yeah, because we talk about like as a creator, we're like, okay, how can you monetize? Well, you can rent gear uh-huh. or like creating um, digital products, digital well, creating digital product, but like creating a space that people mm. can rent out. Mm-hmm. Like you almost, you're doing that without actually owning it's, it. Yeah. That's so, really so, smart. So that's another thing is finding like the the middle ground platform for like when you guys have these brand shoots to do and you need a mm-hmm. dope location that changes mm-hmm. it up. Hey, have a getaway, do this. like you know, and finding avenues to do that or brands that want to have their product in all of these houses that are willing to do that is just like, Oh, that's so, smart. Like liquid IV could be in all those houses. Yeah, or whatever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Shout, Shout out Brandon so Cohn so on that. Smart. Do you guys know Brandon? I don't no? know Brandon, okay. but we know Bobby, Bobby, okay. Bobby does the partnerships for their podcast. Oh, that Bobby last night. Yeah. Okay. He's a cool guy. Right on. Yeah. That's yeah. Sweet. Liquid IV is great. They're awesome. They, they when I had another podcast a long time ago and they had sent, they were the first ever brand that sent us the liquid IV. I love Bobby liquid sent it to us. And I was like, this, is so good you did some liquid iv stuff yeah, when we stayed it, there. It, it, uh-huh. we shot liquid iv content oh, at nice. that house so yeah, you're yeah, basically yeah. doing what he's pitching yeah exactly. that's crazy yeah, so yeah. cool wow that's really exciting yeah you're you're, you're you've mentioned so many things uh-huh. that i didn't originally think about right. when thinking mm-hmm. about stayamo which is really interesting to hear mm-hmm. about awesome probably what? a good sign of a good foundry you know, yeah <laughs> i love that thank you guys you're hyping me up too i long. have one more question Please. for you so okay I want some advice if you could go back to mm-hmm. your 18 year old self to you oh, personally yeah. mm-hmm. what would you tell that person before you embark on this journey of going to NFL mm-hmm. and doing all these different jobs and having all these life experiences yeah. and then founding a company mm-hmm. right now what would you tell that 18 year old kid relax I was a very mm-hmm. tightly wound up kid believe in yourself um, like I said investing in myself a bit more lean into my passions a bit more there's definitely times that I like pulled away from using a camera, editing, doing that. And every time I get back to it, I just restarted, like I'm on a 30 day drawing challenge. And like, I love the 15 minute getaway of just like, these aren't masterpieces, but it's just like, I love creating art and doing that and like feeling like a kid again a little bit. So be a little playful with yourself. Not everything is so monumental for me. Like it was like, Oh, I kissed this girl at prom. Everyone's going to be talking about it for the rest of their lives. It's like, (laughs) no one one cares. No one's thinking about that. So Mm -hmm. much like it changes. So um, lean in your passions and just like relax. It, it's it. going to work out. I love yeah, it. Well, where, where can the people find you on social media? Um, at Jordan Kahana personally and uh, at Stayamo. Um, we're launching TikTok as well at stayamo.com. And if you want to sign up, uh, stayamo.com. Yeah, you guys are trying to get into that yeah, travel. Yeah, go space. Check out Stayamo. Let's yes, go. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 505 Pod. Make sure to take a screenshot, lob it on the story, and you better tag Keon or he's not going to eat. And we'll see you guys all next week. Peace. Bye. Peace.